0: From so many of you going on trips uh, all those years ago, and so faithfully being a part of that ministry, and being here is so special. Uh, thank you for the warm welcome. Um, I have flashbacks from teenage updates where all I could say was "um" <laughs> <laughs> when I was reporting on the from our mission trips back um, when I was in high school, and. Um, Just to see what God has done here, here in this congregation, to see what God has done in the Philippines um, is uh, just a testimony of his faithfulness in every season. He carries us through. So this year has been incredible for us. We have seen a lot of growth in the ministry. We have uh, a a Bible school that's now five years old. We have 25 pastors and leaders who are enrolled in the school. We have... uh, a, a network of churches. This year we had a really wonderful and powerful youth camp. We had a worship camp. Nine different worship teams gathered. And we just saw God move in a powerful way among those worship teams and have had testimonies of what God's continued to do through those times that we had together this past year. We also are working on mentoring worship teams um, out of uh, in from different churches. And all On top of all of that, uh, we are working on a girls' home project. We have five girls that we're taking care of right now uh, that are all from uh, at-risk situations, and we are working on building a home. And last year, when we were telling you about this, we had a piece of land and we had some drawings, and this year, we have four stories of a building. and that truly is a testimony of God's goodness. God's moved through so many people's generosity and we are unbelievably amazed. We are totally blown away by what God has done. And that we can tell you that we are all, the worst is behind us, uh, our the lots of retaining walls to hold the mountain up and lots of foundation and now uh, we've got one more story to go and uh, the walls, interior and exterior, and that's what this coming year is going to hold. So you can continue to pray with us. Um, We totally expected to need uh, a loan this year, and we didn't get one. That is an incredible testimony. $145,000 was raised and built in cash last year, and that When standing in front of this building, we can only say God did this. From the property through to where we are now, it was truly the Lord's hand. So we need about 200,000 more to finish this project, and hopefully, uh, in faith, that will happen this coming year. We should be finished by August or September. So please keep praying with us. Uh, We we know that the Lord has started this project, and we know that the Lord is going to finish this project. And we put our faith in him. And you can also be praying with us for the girls that we're taking care of. Uh, We were singing this morning about Jesus making the darkness tremble. And sometimes the darkness trembles when you bring love into a situation, into someone's life where they haven't experienced it like that. The love of Jesus, it makes the darkness tremble. It breaks off things in their lives. And we have had that opportunity with the girls that we're taking care of. They're, they're in their teens and early 20s. They've all been through really, really challenging things. Things that no one should ever experience. And we're watching the darkness come off of them and God's who God has really called them to be to rise up on the inside. And that's really what we want to see. We want to see them full of God's spirit, full of God's love, full of uh, the strength they need to go into their life and do what uh, God's called them to do and be successful, to be truly a light uh, in in the darkness around them uh, for the Lord. So please keep praying with us, not just for the building, although it is we do need prayers for that, um, for wisdom for every decision. But pray for us uh, and pray for the girls. Pray for the ministry. Please continue to pray for our Bible school, for the pastors who are truly on the front lines of in many tribal and village works um, in Tabuk and in Kalinga and uh, as we continue to to, to um, minister to them so that they can minister to others. We are d- in this together and uh, like Pastor Matt said uh, this congregation is a part of that work on a regular basis and we are so grateful for you guys being there and uh, being with us. There's more information on how you can help with pieces of the building in the table in the back Um, and if you want to know more you can come and see us after there's a short video that will just update you on the girls home project that I'd like to share with you and then uh, Pastor David will bring the word Imagine. Imagine growing up in a small village full of family and then one day boarding a bus and arriving in a city of almost a half million people facing life on your own. You have to find a place to live so that you can go to school. Your mom is abroad cleaning houses to pay for your education and your dad is in a village with no cell phone reception and you are just 16 years old. This is the reality for thousands of students in the city. It's no question why theft, rape, abortion, and even human trafficking are terrible problems. Too many kids vulnerable, naive, and at risk. Northgate Central is a home for at-risk girls. It will give girls a safe place and a family who will intentionally disciple them to be leaders for Christ and the career they are pursuing. This year, we witnessed a miracle vision that was once ink and paper is now concrete and steel. Northgate Central is becoming a reality. Through every part of the foundation that was built, concrete post constructed, walls where there was once, empty rugged mountainside, God has shown himself faithful. He is building our faith and trust in him for the provision and completion of this project. Our finished building will be five stories and home to 20 girls and a ministry center enabling us to impact hundreds of students. Our need in 2020 to complete this building is $200,000. Imagine, imagine again how different your reality would be if you were part of the Northgate family. Imagine being able to give this opportunity of love and safety to a girl and change her life forever. Would you pray and partner with us and build Northgate Central? You can be part of the miracle.
1: Amen. Good morning. I bring uh, greetings from my um, wife, Christine, and... Our three kids, uh, Jendi, Aya, and Timmy, whose face you always see when the announcement for kids' church is made every Sunday. Uh, Thank you, Pastor Billy and uh, Matt for always uh, welcoming us. Um, One thing I've learned here in the U.S. coming here is... uh, it's actually hard to get into the time of pastors, and which is not the case in the Philippines. When you want to meet a pastor, you just go and meet them uh, somewhere at a coffee shop, and the pastors are surely there. <laughs> <laughs> but here, uh, um, it's rare to find pastors who, who would uh, always welcome us, and I, I find that with Pastor Willie and and I'm, I'm really thankful for that. So this Sunday, um, I'm really happy to be here. I have always felt that uh, Resurrection Church is one of those churches where um, you feel at home. Um, of course, uh, that's where the Pell family had grown. Uh, Ashley had uh, grew up here as a, as a child, and... And I've always heard of resurrection. So many of you have heard me uh, speak here before, and I've always shared the things that um, all those uh, uh, investments that you have uh, made in the Philippines are bearing fruit even now. And um, what we're doing as a ministry is actually just coming after what you have been doing there um, for all those trips that uh, Debbie and Reggie had led for so many years. And uh, with that, I'm truly thankful. Let's pray. God, we just thank you once again for your presence this morning. It's overwhelming. And we're just humbled, God, to be in your presence. Again, we do not take this time lightly as we come to your word. Holy Spirit, we are thankful that we can read your word and you enable us to understand your word. And beyond that, you even enable us to leave your word. So this morning, pray God that you would just anoint our ears and our hearts as we receive from you in Jesus' name. Amen. The word of God is uh, its not uh, as preachers, and um, you know so many pastors and preachers know this, that when you go out and preach, um you're not supposed to make the you're not supposed to sugarcoat the gospel, the Word of God, you preach it as it is, you make it available because the Word of God is not supposed to be um, acceptable. It is supposed to be available. it is supposed to be, uh, just brought into the mind and into the attention of your listeners, and so many times that's always the the dilemma when you come and, and preach the word. Uh, you ask God, Lord, what is your word for your people? and when you come into the word and you and, and you start as you're reading the word, you see faces, God will bring uh, all this uh, issues and and things that are going on and and you start to fear and say how would they receive this word and say so my my prayer this morning is just that you would see the heart the, the loving heart of the father as we speak as we listen to his words this morning we're we're singing all these songs and and my heart is just goes really excited with with all the songs that we're singing this morning, all these praises and adoration to him, that he truly is the king, that Christ is king. And the, the word of God says that he, his dominion and his reign is beyond anything that we can imagine. The world just declares the glory, the heavens declares who he is. And he is that, he is the king of kings. He is the Lord of lords. He is not in any competition with anyone, with any power, any principality. Everything would bow down before God. And the Bible, the word of God says, especially in Psalms, when you, when you look at the, 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 the praises that were lifted up to him, it would always say, praise you the Lord. Give him praise. Everything just goes back to him, that we ought to praise him. And for us, I grew up in, in, in church, and um, it's, it's, it's no, uh, there's no debate. Like, you really have to worship God, because He is God. But in this time, in this age, that's not the case. There's so many things that would make people doubt, why are we praising this God? Why are we going, why are we ascribing praise to Him? And mind you, there are so many people that have turned their backs on God because they'd say, why is it that it's all about you? Why is it that we are always giving you praise? It's like this self-centered being that just wants all the praise. And that would bring us to the word. I want us to open our Bibles to Ephesians, chapter 1. And I would just speak up from from verses from verse 11 to 14. And I encourage you to, uh, when you, you go back, you go ahead and start reading from verse 1. But I would just speak up from verse 11, and this is what it says. Ephesians 1, verse 11, it says, Also, we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to his purpose, who works all things after the counsel of his will. To the end that we who were were the first to hope in Christ would be to the praise of his glory. Take note of those words. To the praise of his glory. I think Paul was referring this to the Jews when he said that to those, to, to the end that we who were the first. So he was talking about the Jews. And then in verse 13 it says, In him you also, he was addressing the church in, Ephesians, in Ephesus, who are not Jewish, uh, these are they, they were considered Gentiles. In him you also, after listening to the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, having also believed, you were sealed in him with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is given as a pledge of our inheritance with a view to the redemption of God's own possession, to the praise of his glory. Again, take note of those words, to the praise of his glory. God is saying that the salvation, our salvation, is for the praise of His glory. It is about Him. This relationship that we have with God, the ending is not only for us to go to heaven, to have our salvation. That's not the end. The end would always be to the praise of His glory. To honor him, to worship him, to praise him. Why is it so important to praise God? To declare that he is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. When you love somebody, you would say, I think it it would be uh, wrong to say that you love somebody, you honor somebody, but you don't say it. Just keep it to yourself and sometimes even s- some children would do that now why won't you say I love you to your mom Well, he, she already knows that I love her so why won't you help with the dishes <laughs> <laughs> why won't you fix your room Oh, she already knows that I love her or in any relationship husband and wife you know I come from a culture we live up in the mountains in, in, the, in the Philippines and we have a, a, a culture that, uh, it's not so expressive, especially with the guys. You don't show your emotions. So it was, it was hard for us growing up to even express affection or say, I love you. But when I, when I came to the Psalms and I have read that we, we have to speak of his great acts, of what he has done. Praise What you're actually doing when you say, God, you are my God. Lord, I honor you with all my heart and I praise you and you declare his holiness and his greatness, his glory. When you do that, what you're doing is you're completing a cycle because God has blessed us. The Bible speaks of his blessings. The Bible speaks of how much he has done for us. And when you speak it out, What you're doing is you complete that cycle wherein it does not only end with what God has done for you but you're bringing it back to Him and then the cycle continues. The problem is we say, oh, God already knows. He knows that I love Him. So why don't you pray? Why don't you read your Bible? Why don't we act out what we have Received from him. The consummation. Of the whole cycle. Of praise. And blessing. Is when we learn to say. God I honor you. And I worship you. It's when we say. Christ you are the king. It's an exclamation of praise. To the one. Who is worthy of all the praises. When we. When we look at things, like when we admire things in this life, and there are so many things that we admire apart from God, when you admire something, it would either end up in dissatisfaction, or uh, especially if that love is not returned, you feel rejected. Or even when you, when you are running after a dream and you feel like that is my That is it. When when I attain this, I have arrived, I have done everything, I am successful. But you would always, we would always end up dissatisfied because when we reach that mark, we realize that we want something more. But God is the only one, the only being, that when you worship him, when you honor him, your heart, the psalm says that your heart You have made me glad. That's what the psalmist says. You have made me glad. He is the only one that when you praise Him, it doesn't just end with Him. It's not like speaking praise to Him and doesn't come back. What happens is when we honor Him, when we say, God, I honor You, God, I put You above all else in my life, when you say that, doesn't just end with him he is not just this self-centered being that just gets all the praise because he just wants it the reason why jesus would say to his disciples that if you love your family more than me you have no part in me you cannot be my disciples it's not because he's saying ah everything else doesn't matter it's only me it's not being selfish But he knows that when you ascribe glory to him, that when you honor him and you say, Christ, you are my king, it comes back to you. It goes back to you. And the fullness of joy, the fullness, the the full expression of joy that a human being can receive and contain can only be found in God and no one else. No one else. And Paul was saying to the church in Ephesus that everything is for his glory. Everything is for his glory. The salvation of the Jews, the salvation of the Gentiles is for the glory of God. And sometimes we ask this question, what would make a person be secure in our salvation and we say that okay, uh, tomorrow or in the years ahead I know that what I have believed I I will hold on to it and I will be a Christian all my life again for someone like me who grew up in church I've always thought that I will not struggle with my faith but when you you start looking into the world and you see all the suffering, you are presented with this deep, convincing philosophies and arguments that seems like to say that what they're, what they're standing for, what the world is presenting to you, is actually, wow, actually makes sense. Maybe there's something wrong with what I have been following all my life. And I don't know about you, but I know quite a few who are not walking with the Lord now. They were pastors, they were leaders. They're not doing that anymore. They have stopped. There's so many things in in this age now that's being questioned. Truths and absolutes that we have maybe have taken for granted Are being questioned a lot of them are being the labels are being changed and the gospel is being presented in a different package so that the world would receive it that is not the word of God the word of God remains true The, the word of God is absolute it's the only standard that the heavens and the earth would pass away and this word would still remain It would still remain that he is still the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings. And one day, every knee will bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. And whether you will like it or not, he is not. So either we we accept it now that Christ is King, or we would be forced one day before the throne of God to bow down on our knees and say that he is Lord. He is God. He is king. And there is no question. It's not it's not even a debate that we're going to say oh maybe that's not true. My the heart of this message that I want to be left in our hearts this morning is that what guarantees that this walk that we have with him, this salvation that we that we have with him this is where paul is <coughs> speaking to in, in this these verses he was saying that the guarantee and the seal of your salvation is because the holy spirit is given when jesus was talking to his disciples before before he was um, going to be crucified he said that i will go away and the father would send he would send the holy spirit the Holy Spirit is a seal. It is a guarantee. The words that were used in the, the exact words that were used that Paul used is that it is a pledge of our inheritance. It is a guarantee of our salvation. It's like a bond. It is given, it will not be taken away when we say that I'm going to be a Christian I wake up tomorrow I'm still a Christian the next day I will always be a Christian and you are just relying on your strength and you say "Oh, I'm 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 always going to choose him and that's good praise God for that that you would say that but this body is wasting away this mind is that you always think would be sharp. One day, it may not be. I, I've, I've noticed throughout through the years that I tend to forget things now. I thought that, no, I'm, I'm really good. I have a memory that I will always remember. But now, I notice these things. My eyes, it's not so clear anymore. I have to wear glasses when I drive. It's just things in this, even in your own body, is It's changing. And much more all around you. It's changing. And then there's another being, the devil, who's always looking for a way to kill and to steal and destroy you. This world is not made for us to live life and just walk the straight and narrow path. No. It's all against us. This is not to discount that the Word of God also says that all things would work together to those who love God. To those who love God. There is a condition. So if I am just relying and just holding on to this relationship that I have with God based on what I can do, I think that that's scary. Because the real guarantee of this relationship that we have with Him is the seal and the guarantee of the Holy Spirit. It is God Himself. And while Jesus sits on the throne, while He has dominion over all the heavens and over all the earth, I can safely go sleep at night and know That even if I don't wake up in the morning, my salvation is guaranteed. The reason why I would say, Christ, you are my king, you are my Lord, and there's no doubt in my heart that I can make it to the end. It's not because of me or what I can do. It's not because that I'm living a life and I'm always putting him first. It's beyond that. It is because he is king and he sits on the throne. It's all about him. It is for his praise and for his glory. Amen. I've known people and, uh, that I have admired all my life, and uh, I've seen them being a good family man, a good husband, a good dad. Then all of a sudden, something changed. And then they do things that I cannot even understand. They say words that I have never heard before. I've also learned that um, there are so many reasons why those things happen. And it's not because a man would just decide to be depressed or a man would just decide to suddenly not attend church or things are just happening all around them. What I'm saying is um, I'm saying this because there's so many cases of depression all around us. So many cases of um, people who are more emotional when they used to be so rational and so logical in their thinking. But something happens with this body and as we age. We don't understand. And sometimes people just fall into depression. It's not because they're weak. That's always, you know, in my mind before I would always say, you know in the Philippines we, we don't document cases of depression. It's only recently that we now have uh, more people that would counsel people. But in so many ways, they just say, oh, you're you're a weak person. Why are you allowing that into your mind? What I'm saying, friends, this morning, is that this word this relationship, this God that we have followed and choose to faithfully follow it's not a being that's just seated on the throne waiting for us to arrive in heaven. Every day, the Bible says, even Jesus prays for us. The Holy Spirit is at work all around us, all the time, giving us choices, guiding us, comforting us, being there with us. This God is fully in control of his dominion and his kingdom. He's not a king somewhere, you know, in Buckingham Palace, just sitting over there and doesn't even know what's going on with your life. He is a king who is at work with every small detail of your life because that's who he is. He is the king of kings. He is the Lord of lords. And every time you fall on your knees... And you say, God, I don't know what's happening with my body. I'm decaying. I'm just wasting away. I don't know what's happening with my family. There are conflicts that are just coming from every side. I don't know what's going on. I don't understand. This God, this king whom you serve, would respond. Because his spirit seals and guarantees your salvation for his praise and glory amen Amen. and i pray that um we all just rest on that this morning his power and dominion has not diminished has not diminished it's always been the same amen god bless you